there, Discover Your Path You. This is Sharon Froschen, the Chief Operating Officer for the DIPU platform. And I have with me as today's guest, Amy Evans, who is the founder of not only a Facebook group, but also a new mastermind or a series of masterminds known as Align Women. If you wouldn't mind sharing with us, Amy, what the inspiration for this came from and any other information you'd like for us to have about how to contact you or what it is that you do. Sure. Well, thank you for, for having me on first. Of course. I, appreciate it. I always love talking with you. And I am extremely excited about this new project. And you, you described it very well. Align Women as a concept and as a brand is a, a container for professional women to share their frustrations, experiences, needs, and wants. And I've started uh, building that community on Facebook. So uh, anyone can go to uh, the Facebook uh, search bar, type in Align Women. It's all one word. The A is capital, the W is capital. And then in the group section, we should be the very first thing that you come across. Uh, it is a closed group and there are a few questions that you need to answer in order to be admitted as a member. And that's how I keep it a safe space for our members. And we're just about at a hundred right now. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing it grow to hundreds of thousands eventually. Um, but that is a group that, that any of your uh, female watchers uh, or female oriented watchers. Oh, I love being able to say that can, uh, <laughs> can come on and join. Um, and, and like I said, it's a, it's a space for professional women to share their, their needs and wants and struggles and, and desires. I, I like to post thought provoking questions and interesting articles and, and get good engagement. And we have people already from all over the country. And then, uh, align women as a mastermind, uh, is a, is a subset of that overall brand. And, uh, uh the first mastermind is a group of 10 uh, women who are responsible for driving sales in their businesses, whether it's their own businesses or a company that they work for. And they all provide professional services to small and medium businesses in Southern California. And we all work together. I'm uh, a, the leader of that mastermind. And we all work together to understand each other's businesses and drive revenue. And the the impetus for this, and that, that can be a short or a long story, I'll start with the short one, is that I've been in sales in Los Angeles for 20 years. I've been in all different types of networking groups, um, organizations like Chambers of Commerce, um, very high-end networking groups that require a large annual fee. And I have met amazing people, and I've certainly received referrals to, uh, to build my business, and I guess I should should put a side note in there that my primary business is that I'm a health insurance broker in Los Angeles that works with uh, small and medium businesses who want to offer health insurance as an employee benefit. So that is my primary business. And I've been in all these networking groups for the purpose of driving revenue to that business and have had minimal success and have always felt that there was a better way to do it. And after trying for 20 years to find the better way to do it and not finding it, I did what, what entrepreneurs do, which is I decided to build it. Awesome. So I'd like to go ahead and welcome our audience here today for the connection sessions here on the DIPU platform where we believe that every life can teach and everyone can grow. And to that end, Amy, one of the main reasons that I invited you on today was that I liked how you identified the problem that you had been in many masterminds and many groups of women where you were all sharing the same exact client pool. 
And you knew that you were learning and that you were growing from being around those women, but the chance of actually getting new clients out of a client pool where everybody's shopping for the same clients was next to nil. And so you made the decision to go out and to develop a new type of mastermind where several different industries could compete for the same client, but not for the same service, which is brilliant. And I see coaches doing this all the time where we get together and we mastermind and we work together to come up with new ideas, but we're all, again, competing for the same pool of clients. So I'd love to know what experience brought you directly to this idea and how that experience helped you shape the way that you've rolled out Align Women. Sure. That's a, that's a great question. And there, there are really two pieces of it. So to clarify terms for the, the purpose of this conversation, uh, I'll separate the idea of a mastermind from the idea of a networking group. So my experience of masterminds are what you described, um, people who all are in the same types of businesses or in the same types of roles in a business. So uh, a mastermind of CEOs or a mastermind of CFOs uh, or a mastermind of human resources people who are all in the same type of, of role um, or, or the same industry and are getting together in a safe, closed, private container to share their struggles and develop best practices. And I am in a mastermind like that of other female health insurance agency owners, and we get together and share our best practices and our ideas, and we communicate constantly outside of our monthly meetings um, to support each other and provide each other with resources. And I adore that group, and they are some of my best friends, and they have absolutely helped me to be as successful as I am. And we are all, as you said, competing for the same clients. And although we don't look at each other as competition, none of us are really sending referrals to each other because we're all in the same business. So that's one type of group, which I have been a part of and had, have had very much success with in terms of support and ideas and best practices, but it doesn't drive revenue to my business. Gotcha. And then the other type of group is I, I, very loosely, I, I would call a networking group. And there are, there are formal and informal versions of those. And I've been involved in, in all types of them in, in 20 years. And what I discovered being in those groups is that even when they are hyper-organized, when there's a large annual fee, when there's a group leader who makes sure that there isn't crossover between members, when the meetings are structured and, uh, and have discussion topics and the members know that they'll have an opportunity to introduce themselves and exchange business cards. And even when members are paired up after a group meeting so that they can meet one-on-one, -on -one, which is a, a typical high-end networking group format, it's all passive networking, meaning you're a CPA and I'm an employee benefits broker and I understand a little bit about what you do and you understand a little bit about what I do and I may hear your 60 second introduction and you may hear mine and we may even be paired up for a breakfast or a lunch or a happy hour. But all that really occurs there is that I hope you remember what I do and you hope I remember what you do and three or six or nine months down the line when one of our clients needs that service. I have your business card and I remember to call you or you have my business card and you remember to call me. And I didn't feel that passive networking was effective. I was in rooms with 25, 30 people where maybe two or three of them might be a good referral source for me. It didn't mean they were obligated to work with me and it didn't necessarily mean we developed a, a relationship. And I tried 
to select people to develop individual relationships with that were more active and engaged. I tried to create uh, side groups from those original groups where uh, maybe there were a handful of us who were more directed in how we interacted. But what I discovered was without leadership, structure, commitment, time frame, um, and commitment even being a financial commitment of a membership fee, um, they were they were loose and and didn't create the kind of safe container that I wanted in order to fully participate and trust the other members and and really make referrals. And so that was what I built. Uh, it turned out to be a group for women because I was talking to a lot of women in the group I belong to who felt the same way I did. There's a there's a whole other side conversation about. Um, misogynist comments and the the sort of uh, male energy and and aggressive business behavior that goes on in those groups that uh, I didn't feel comfortable in it didn't feel aligned with how I wanted to do business and develop relationships so that's certainly one reason I decided to to create a women's group but I also believe that um, that women are very collaborative and that if we if we enter a container built on trust from the beginning, that magical things can happen. And I've started already seeing um, referrals and introductions happening amongst the 10 of us that are starting this mastermind on Friday, even before the mastermind has actually started because our first meeting is on Zoom on Friday. Wow. So what I hear you saying is that you identified, number one, there wasn't a place of safety for women to truly step into their role as collaborators on a professional level that you had seen up until this point. And that, again, I just want to compliment you on the aligned women that you decided that you literally wanted to create a space in which women could be safe to align themselves to the business practices of other women and not in a passive way, but in an active getting involved in each other's businesses and careers and helping each other flourish. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, absolutely. And, and two, thank you. And two things I will add to that. One is that uh, I, I don't believe that women, and I know I'm making very broad generalizations, uh, but in my experience, I have not seen that women are, um, uh, we don't lead with conversations about revenue. It's not, it's not a topic that we're necessarily comfortable with. Um, and, and I really want to encourage that and create a space where that's what we start with because that's why we're in business. Mm -hmm. And I think we, we, we get together and we, and we talk about some business things and some personal things and we form friendships and we hope that that's going to flourish into something productive for our businesses. And I want to start with the thing that's productive for our businesses and watch the friendships flourish from there. And so our very first meeting is all about revenue, how each of us assesses a client from a revenue perspective. I look at number of employees, but the 401k person will look at assets under management and the HR person and the employment law person are probably going to look at how messed up the company is and how many complaints they have. Uh, the IT person's going to look at it from something completely different. So is the payroll person. So I want to understand, I want all of us to understand how we measure revenue, how we drive revenue, whether we have lost leaders as products that get us in the door with clients and then how we upsell from there. So we're really focusing on um, 
generating revenue for our businesses. And that's what I want to see at the end of this 12 month process is measurable results where we can show that everyone who participated in this group increased their revenue by X percent or doubled their client list or whatever measurement they use in order to define success. So that's, that's one piece is the, the revenue focus is really, really important to me. And then the other piece is, and you alluded to it, a concept that I developed called networking with intention. And that means instead of passively getting to know each other and crossing our fingers for referrals, each of us is matched up with another member in the mastermind each month. And we are tasked with coming up with a, a marketing effort that we can share with our clients and share with the rest of the mastermind. So the mastermind can share it with their clients. Because again, the, the point it. of the mastermind is we're all sharing the same types of clients. So if you're a CPA, maybe I partner with you and we co-write an article about the tax benefits of offering uh, health insurance to employees. And we publish that on our social media and we also share it with the members of the mastermind so they can share it with their clients. Um, perhaps you have an industry event that you're going to for CPAs and you invite me along and introduce me to other people in your network, or I have a health insurance event and I invite you along, or we co-host an event for clients, or we do a Facebook live together, or, uh, we write, uh, we write a, a marketing piece to a subset of my clients. That's about a specific service you provide that would really be of help to them. And I'm sending that to my clients with the endorsement of what you do, with an offer to introduce you. And perhaps I even bring you out with me to a client meeting. Uh, even if we're not specifically discussing what you do, I have the chance to make a warm introduction and start that relationship for you with my clients. And those are some of the ideas that fall under the heading of networking with intention. And we will, we will, we will run it. It's, uh, it's really exciting that I have these ideas. I believe yes. they will work. I'm, I'm excited to see how they blossom in the hands of other very smart entrepreneurial women. So I by no means think that this is that the ideas that I come up with are the end all and be all. And I can't wait to see what happens when they get a hold of them and they pair up and they come up with ideas I hadn't even considered. And then we get to uh, share those with the mastermind as well. That is brilliant. One of my favorite things about what you just said is that you are finding a way to remove toxic masculinity from the mix and to insert that divine masculine, that go out and get it energy that women so often struggle with. So you're, you're not only identifying a problem and removing from the mix the problem, but you're also identifying a solution and implementing that solution in your product. And that to me is the groundwork for anything that is successful. And I'm just wondering what was the inspiration for removing what doesn't work, but not throwing the baby out with the bathwater like we have a tendency to do? Oh, wow. Well, the, the recent inspiration for removing uh, what doesn't work was going to a, a lot of meetings in a group I paid a lot of money to be a part of and leaving those meetings at first sitting in my car and going, why do I feel icky? And that's the best word I could come up with. Why do I feel icky? And I started, I started really looking at that over, over a six month period 
And, and there were a few pieces of that. And some of these are, some of these are extremely subject, subjective. And some of these are very much based on my personal experience. There were inappropriate comments, uh, inappropriate sexual comments that were made during the meetings, not, 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 uh, overt things made, not overt comments made to me, not, not like I was being hit on, but jokes about strip clubs and lingerie and, and things that, that really, when I started paying attention to them, um, made me realize that, that I was uncomfortable. And, and I started talking to other women in the group who also were uncomfortable with that. And I felt like I was more vocal. I would, I would speak out in a meeting and look someone in the eye and tell them that that wasn't appropriate. Um, and then I would get negative energy back, not only from the person who made the comment, but from other people in the meeting who didn't like that I spoke up. And I realized that, that the speaking up was, was valuable, but that uh, the likelihood that it was going to change anything was pretty slim um, because this, this group and, and the industry that I'm in and most professional services industries that I interact with, attorneys and CPAs, are still... Um, Old white guys. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be straight up about it. They're still old white guys. Um, so it's changing. Um, but I didn't feel that putting my effort into fighting that battle was going to be as effective as starting something that I felt was going to make the space to create positive productivity. Um, so I chose to remove myself from that uh, instead of continuing to to fight that battle. And I I. Uh, back to the the revenue comment, I I really, I really looked at the conversations that I had with other women that I wanted to do business with, and realized that we weren't having those direct discussions about about revenue, about what makes a valuable client, about about what a good lead looks like for me, and 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 being aware of what a good lead looks like for somebody else, so that when I'm out in the world interacting, I can say, "Gosh, I've got somebody who can help you with this problem. Let me introduce you." A lot of it is intention. The, the, the networking with intention concept, I mean, that's, no, that, that, that's, that's the concept behind the secret, right? If you, if, you, if you put your attention on it, you will generate it. And, and I, I, I am sure if we really dug down, this would be influenced by some, by some Joe Dispenza. I mean, some, Absolutely. you know, it, 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 has, it has come out of that, but in a very organic way. Uh, after being frustrated with with not not getting what I wanted, things like uh, happy hours where you know thirty or forty people get together and everybody's a little bit fueled by alcohol after work and talking about how hard their day is and how much they need that other drink and that wasn't that wasn't my type of environment. Um, you know the golf course is not my type of environment. The luxury box at the hockey game is not my type of environment. And I talked to a lot of other women for whom. Uh, that wasn't theirs either. And when I started paying attention, I realized a lot of business was going on in those environments. So the networking meetings were kind of the, the first stepping stone, but a lot of business was going on outside of there in situations I didn't want to be a part of. It wasn't a matter of feeling hurt that I wasn't being invited. It wasn't something I wanted to be invited to. And so I asked myself, why not create uh, you know, hiking, meetings in motion, going to a Korean day spa, um, you know, do, doing, doing uh, 
a cooking class, um, doing something that's more aligned with what I enjoy and what a lot of my female friends enjoy and using those as springboards to develop business relationships. I love it. So one of the things that I also love about this is that as women, we have a tendency to point the finger at men and say, you attack us while we have a tendency to behind each other's back, literally just chop each other off at the knees with our comments and the way that we speak to each other and about each other when the other person isn't there. And what I love about what you're designing here is that rather than continuing that pattern of, oh girl, I know the man sucks. And then behind her back, doesn't that bitch look stupid? Mm. You're developing a, a manner and a way for women to get together and to be on the level, talk to each other, discuss business and support and raise each other up rather than cut each other down. And I'm just wondering, have there been any relationships in your professional life or your personal life where you've experienced this that had something to do with the way that you designed Align Women? Gosh. Um, I, I did start to feel, that's an, that's an interest, Sharon Froshen is so good with the good <laughs> questions. I did start to feel in the group that I was in, so the, the last iteration of my networking efforts, which was a high-end paid membership group, that the women who were having success were, were cliquish, mm -hmm. that there was a little bit of that. And I honored that that's probably what they felt they needed to do in order to be successful in that environment. Mm -hmm. um, also, I talked about uh, happy hours and I found that going to those, I felt cliquish because I felt like I needed to to uh, align with the women, the, the people that I knew there and wasn't really in, interested in interacting with anybody else in the room because it felt uncomfortable and it felt like high school and I, just walking up to a group of people who were talking and going, hi, this is what I do for business. It just always felt awkward to me. I never, it felt awkward when I did it and it felt awkward when other people did it. And so then I noticed that people would sort of gravitate towards their own little groups and those little groups of women often felt impenetrable. And they were women that I wanted to, to do business with and get to know, but it just didn't feel like the door was open. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to continue in the networking group that I was in to create that. I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, and that was really the only way I saw women having good success. And, and also, I asked for two and a half years for a women's group in my area. This, this particular organization does have separate meetings for, uh, for women. And I asked for one in my area and never got an answer that was satisfying and never felt like the organization really supported that concept. So I did try and do it within the structure of that organization, which I really like of all of the the networking groups I've ever been a part of, I really felt like that one did it well, but I couldn't get the environment that I wanted where we could create that safe container. So that was, again, what, what led me to creating Align Women. Love it. So compassionate care professionals are by and large women. Mm. It's, it's a largely female dominated profession and career. And what I would like to understand from you is how have you embraced bringing women together, but specifically for yourself, the healing that you did on a personal level 
and how that has allowed you to focus and to actually function more outside of the tra the traditional female role and how have the footsteps that you've laid down how do how can they function as a path for other women maybe not in the health insurance or or accounting or hr industries who might want to duplicate something along the same lines as what you've created here that's a, that's a big question <laughs> There are a You've lot of got six for that minutes. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll start and then steer me if you if you want me to touch on something else. Um, what what stands out for me and and as I articulate this, I I, I think it's going to crystallize some of my some of my thoughts on this. Um, what what stands out for me about the work that I've done personally, the work that I've done in my my romantic relationship, is the value of creating a safe container from the beginning yes. the idea that trust can be lost but trust should be given because what that opens up for people participating in is so much more than well i'm not really sure if i like this so i'm just going to dip my toe in what happens a lot in networking um, even when people start a referral relationship is they refer their shit clients first and they go i'm going to give you the shit client and see how you do on that and then if you do okay on that, maybe I'll give you the better client and maybe I'll give you the better client. And so even when you do start getting referrals, you're only get re getting referrals from shit clients and then you can't really show what a good job you can do. And so that's a, that's a, 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 a negating process that, that I, I also, to, to tie it into relationships which you and I have talked about before, it's the same with entering a romantic relationship. If you, if you hold the person at arm's length and say, well, I'm, I'm just going to trust you a little bit and see if I like you and see how comfortable I feel and see if I might want to be all in somewhere down the road. And that person's inevitably going to screw something up and hurt your feelings and do something that you didn't like. You're never going to be all in. And this concept of all in is something relatively new to me as, a, as an actual practice but I have found it to be so valuable. And that's the kind of container I wanted to create for these women is let's be all in. Let's trust that we are all looking out for each other. Let's trust that we're going to take care of each other's clients and let's see what we can grow from that starting point, which is a starting point that I've never seen anywhere else. Me either. And that's what I loved about it. And the thing that I love most about you is that not only have you worked your ass off personally, but that you're willing to share the work that you've done in a very public arena on very difficult and hard to stomach subjects for the general public because you believe that the work that you've done can be of such value to other women and indeed to other just human beings. And I love the fact that that work led you to that sense of safety because as coaches and compassionate care professionals, we often tend to be the ones who all help you with your problems, but when it comes to my problems, oh, I can handle this by myself. I'm just going to do some healing by myself over here in the corner, and I've got this. So how does your ability through the work that you've done on your own issues and your own tough spots and your own pain buttons, how does that help you to give safety to these other women that you're working with? I don't see any division between personal and professional. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it, that doesn't, that doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, I operate all out, all present all the time. Um, and I think that 
uh, it is still very typical of people to, to put on the work mask when they go to work and, and, and they bring all of their issues with them. They just don't think they do. They think they leave them behind at home or leave them behind in the car. And, and I think that, um, being vulnerable and open, uh, myself allows for women in this container to express the things that, that may be holding them back professionally. I'll give you a, a tiny example. Uh, I'm starting a direct mail campaign, a direct mail marketing campaign for my insurance agency. I've never done direct mail before. Lots of people have lots of opinions about whether it works or whether it doesn't, but it, 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 it requires follow-up. So it requires re reaching out to the people that I am direct mailing. And there's a lot of conversation about how valuable video is and follow-up and you can create little videos on LinkedIn or little videos on Facebook and send them to prospective clients. And let me tell you how the women in this Align Women group go, oh God, video, <laughs> oh geez. That's... And I'm not, you and I have done lots of videos together and I, I've, I've certainly done them with my partner, but uh, that sounds weird, right? That's a, did that sound <laughs> a little kinky? I didn't mean it that way. He's gonna love that. Um, you know he's gonna show this to his friends. <laughs> I told you. Yeah. Um, but, but to me, that's an indicator of a, of a, of a, a sense of comfort with yourself and how you're willing to present yourself and market yourself. And that's probably a good flag. Not, I'm not going to call it a red flag, but a good flag about a, a, a personal issue about how you feel on camera and how you feel about your body and how you feel about being judged. And, and that to me is a wonderful conversation to have. And a conversation that I'm willing to have when we see these kinds of things pop up in business discussions. I love that about what you've designed, that we are, we're not just addressing our business, that we're addressing the underlying issues that flower up into our business. And then we want to be like, well, where did that come from? Well, it came from our inability to be willing to work on those issues. So Amy, thank you so much for joining me here today. What you are pioneering right now is amazing. And I love that you are that you're bringing the polarity of masculine and feminine energy into this and that you're you're putting your hand out to other women and encouraging them to step into their own power because we're not really given that message as women specifically in this country and one of our viewers Monique who herself is a new business owner she's just started her own venture with another female friend of mine and it's they're actually going to be on the show later so I'm hoping that everybody will be willing to come she says loving this and I think there are so many women that can truly benefit from not only what you've created, but the underlying heart behind what you've created. So are there any last words that you'd love to share with our audience? I'm, I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited to see how it grows. I, I shared with you that, that I, I started this thinking I'd do it quietly, which <laughs> see, see, everybody who knows me laughs when I say that because I don't do anything <laughs> quietly, but, but I kind of thought I'll put this together and see how it runs and then share the successes and then, and then maybe be able to share this template with other women who want to start their own masterminds. And from the minute it came out of my mouth, I have had feedback from all over the country from yes. women who've said, we so need this. I've been looking for this. Tell me how I can start my own group. And it's been exciting and a little bit overwhelming, uh, but I'm, I'm so thrilled that there's a need and that people resonate with the idea. And so I'm very much looking forward to using this first mastermind as a template 
uh, and being able to share this concept with other women who want to start their own kinds of groups in this in this uh, in the same format. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining us, Amy, out there to all of our viewers. We're going to go ahead and sign off from Discover Your Path You. We hope to see you here tomorrow again at 1 p.m. Eastern, where we will be discussing more awesome stuff. Talk to you later, everyone, and we're out. Bye.